I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science, and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. Coronavirus disease has really changed our lives. This fear of infection, this staggered lifting of lockdown, postponement of exams, fear of redundancy, social distancing and the new normal, all these things are making us question the very way we live our lives. And it's plunged a lot of us into a very uncertain future. Most of us are still floundering and many of us are losing sleep over it. I am, I know that for a fact. On the phone with me today is Dr. Samir Parikh, who's the director of the Department of Mental Health and Behavioral Sciences at Fortis Healthcare. He's going to tell us how to deal with anxiety from an uncertain future. Hi doc, welcome to the show. Always a pleasure, Sanjita. Yes. So, tell me, is anxiety really rising? Are people very stressed and what is the biggest cause for it? So, if the question is is anxiety really rising, then the answer obviously is going to be yes. Because one needs to appreciate that whenever there is a sudden change, a sudden threat, especially that we've been unprepared for, which is unprecedented, it's bound to give anxiety. I've always said it's like uh, an existential or an evolutionary component that you know that you have threat. So because you need to save yourself, you first feel the anxiety, then you use the anxiety to save yourself, and that's the cycle. So what's happened with COVID is all of us were unprepared. We didn't know what it is. We are still evolving. We still don't know how the future would be, how soon things would be normal. So that is giving people anxiety. And I think to a large extent, experiencing this, this anxiety is normal. Yes, for some people, it may just start crossing the level where one would be a bit concerned and that's where they need to talk to someone. No, but the scary thing is that it's, like you said, an ongoing situation. We don't know when it's going to end. So it's not as if, you know, it's an exam anxiety where you sit for the exam or an interview, you clear the interview and it's over. It's just never ending. So how do you deal with that? We accept it. With all our surety, we accept it that all the intelligence and science and everything about mankind, and we are all collectively struggling to know how this is going to shape up and we are evolving from a highly developed country to a developing country. It's a level playing field. Everybody is evolving. We accept it. Uncertainty that is there is a reality. It's not fiction. Here, uncertainty is a fact. So you never fight facts. You accept it, and you realize what can you focus on. Can you focus on something that you don't know? Do you focus on something that is right here in the present moment, in the today, the here and now approach as I call it? 
and you know so what are the symptoms you know like for me personally i find i don't sleep very well then you know and so like on the face of it i don't feel i'm anxious i feel i'm fine i'm coping with it very well but there are days when i just find myself you know up at 4:30 in the morning or unable to sleep so is that a sign and what are some of the other signs that can be caused by stress or anxiety related to covid because honestly there's like nothing much else happening in my life which could be stressing me out to be honest i'm with you on this one when it comes to sleep uh, my sleep hours have reduced now i travel at least about 2 hours or so so my wake up is uh, still the same but sleep time is gone for a toss and i feel that's happening to a lot of people and i've been reassuring almost anybody who's talking to me about sleep disturbance that it's fine don't worry about it because we want to a drastic change in our physical and our mental fatigue in a way so bare minimum you know we were spending so many hours commuting we were meeting people there were so many aspects of our life which were draining us that not happening suddenly we find ourselves that even less sleep we are good with it so i am with you on that so could it also be uh, could it also be because we are not physically active as much as we were before the lockdown you know when we could step out more you could meet people you could go for your run and your walk and all of that so how much of it is mental stress and how much is it lack of physical exercise i think it's a combination of all our physical activity per se has reduced whether it is your walk exercises or just of commuting or the stairs up and down sitting on a workstation also the social stimulation meeting people going out your daily interface with your colleagues and to a large part even the mentality component i mean we are working from home of us may be working more than earlier still the fatigue component is less you put all of that together and we are having sleep disturbance but having said that if there may still be anxiety symptoms for example excessive worries constant preoccupation lots of mood things that affect your not only your well-being but the well-being of people around you and family snapping at them getting irritable you know losing your appetite uh, not being able to be productive enough um you know feeling very restless feeling frustrated sometimes having panic symptoms like palpitation the feeling that you know a doomsday kind of a scenario is happening and constant preoccupation with news and numbers if these kind of things happen and they start affecting your well-being then it is a good idea to talk to someone so also for students i mean you mentioned doomsday scenario and i find it very frightening for kids who are about to sit for their board exams who've had their exam postponed several times who don't know when they'll join college whether they the term will be dropped completely now board exams have been scheduled for july so uh, what happens to them because then again you know you the the pressure of i'm mean, used to keep talking about board exam pressure earlier but now this pressure is also continuing and added to that that is the fact that you don't know whether you'll be having exams at all or whether you'll actually go to college at all this year so how do these students cope because there really are no answers right so i have been taking a lot of webinars and this particular question has been asked to me by so many students uh in the context of when will the exams be there and you know do we have a date and when would the results come and more importantly when would colleges start would my year be affected my answer to them has been first of all let's be very clear 
it continues to be a level playing field. It's not that some students of the batch will be able to, uh, because their exams got over and some subjects have not got over, so it's going to change anything. But that's not going to happen. And all those people across the country in that particular board who had an exam pending or two, they're all in the same field, same level. So that level of competition has not changed. That's one side of it. The second side of it is, let's be clear, the boards or the results, whenever they'll happen, there is going to be a time that the education ministry is going to give us in terms of when the new semester would start. Surely they are going to look into that. And here, what I tell students is, this is not your problem. Imagine that you've uh, outsourced your problem. In this case, young people have outsourced the problem to the decision makers in the government and the education board. They will tell us when is the exam. They will tell us when will be the results. And they'll also tell us when the new semester begins because it's their responsibility as well to ensure that because of an external factor like COVID, you know, young people's lives don't get affected. And to understand, and I've always said this, that life will always have two kinds of problems, external locus, internal locus. What is external, what's not in your control? What's internal, what is in your control? So external is what happens to the semester, what happens to the odds, what happens to the exam. Internal is you stay positive. You continue reading. You continue reading the way you always. And here, see it like that, that fine, you've got a few extra days to study the same subject. Find a silver lining. Find that opportunity in the adversity. We'll have to find ways to stay positive and go one day at a time and trust the decision makers that, okay, they'll be able to take care of it. And I think this is the only way to deal with the anxiety. Yeah, but external uh, factors are what often drive calamities, you know, whether they're natural calamities, and in this case, it's a disease. Uh, so what happens to people who, let's say, ha are about to enter the job market, suddenly jobs have dried up, industries are shrinking, the economy is shrinking, there are kids out there who've got job offers, who are very uncertain about whether they'll be joining a company, whether the job will still be there a month later or two months later. So, I mean, you know, there you can't leave it to somebody else to solve your problem. This is about your entire life, your entire future. Uh, so, uh, again, how do you cope with stresses like that? So what are the tips you'd give them, like maybe three things to consider? I think first of all, acceptance of the situation being completely out of our control. Second aspect of acceptance is to understand this is happening across the board, across the world, across industries, across levels. Yes, some people may be affected more or less given the situation of life that they find themselves in. But it's affected everybody is also a fact. But Doc, if I'm dying of hunger today, it, it doesn't make me feel better if I know that everyone around me is dying of hunger. Absolutely fine. And you're absolutely correct on that. But if I am struggling with something, I need to find the solution for today. And I can't worry about tomorrow because mm. tomorrow in an evolving situation like this will always seem far and uncertain. Mm. And that's a fact. I mean, I can say this for my own self as well. I don't know how would things be, let's say, five days from now. So what can I do? I can just try and have a good day today. And for young people who've always performed well, who've succeeded against all odds, I mean, 
all these young people who are you know at the threshold of a job starting of a career they've had their ups and downs they've had their disappointments and they've reached here because of their ability your ability is not taken away from anybody you are still the same person this is actually building resilience right yes and this is a cross section of life in this cross section everybody is affected once we are out of this cross section there is obviously going to be a revival there is obviously going to be going back to where we started from and that's where you were still the same person with the same knowledge same re- results same interview same job so it's just that moment it's like you know from a longitudinal axis for lifeline was imagine somebody is put two pins in this little cross section we just need to pass through this pin area safe and sound mentally sound physically safe that has to be our goal and i understand it's a very very tough one i mean whatever i say it may still be easier said of course it is easier said but the fact is it's a cross section back yourself so what you're saying is you have to day, take one day at a time it's just a bad phase it's going to pass and life really is not changing because like once we have a vaccine and things are bound to get back to normal or some degree of normalcy and then we can continue from where we've left off thank you dr parik that was really very helpful thank you so much thank you sachita if you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic do feel free to reach out to me you can reach me at sanchex that is at s a n c h x or at ht smartcast we are available on facebook twitter and instagram for more such podcasts log on to htsmartcast.com until next time goodbye hi i'm ht smartcast and i hope you're safe and well the next episode is about to begin but just a small message of solidarity before that in difficult times like these living in isolation isn't going to be easy but what if working from home our own comfort zones helps us discover new ways of being what if this calm this rest it helps us listen to ourselves and the people around us more deeply while that happens you can find me at htsmartcast.com connecting you to the world of comedy culture motivation news you know just in case you need some smart company thanks for listening take care this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast hd smartcast i'm any apple and i'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series raising april it's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.